The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. The one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Cardinal Newman, now St. John Henry Newman, as of the 13th, you know, there are certain saints who just, I think St. John Henry Newman will always be known as Cardinal Newman. Like St. Teresa of Calcutta will always be Mother Teresa. Or Mother Seton, Mother Seton. Or St. Pius of Petrocino will always be just plain Padre Pio. Colonel Newman made a statement I've always thought was quite beautiful. He said, to live is to change, and to be perfect is to have changed often. A good thought. To live is to change, to be perfect is to have changed often. We all change, one way or the other. Not just physically, that's obvious. You'll notice, for instance, some of us, when you have your picture taken for the new directory, that no matter what the picture looks like, you're really not that old. Uh, But we do change physically. But we change spiritually and morally too. Emotionally, psychologically sometimes. One way or the other, we are going to change. Hopefully, insofar as we have a choice, the choice will be for the good. But we see that in ourselves often too, that we really become quite content with what we are. We don't really want to change much at all. Once again, it's like that poem I've mentioned, I mentioned every couple of years by Hausermann. We're like that duck, you know, remember? I think my soul is a a tame old duck sitting around in barnyard muck, fat and lazy with useless wings. But sometimes when the north wind sings and the wild ones hurtle overhead, it remembers something lost and dead and cocks a weary, bewildered eye and makes a feeble attempt to fly. It's fairly content with the state it's in, but it isn't the duck that it might have been. 
Most of us are like that. We're fairly content with the state we're in, aren't we? We don't really want to change much, even though God is calling us to change at every single moment of our lives. Only then can we come to know him more perfectly. Today's gospel is about that. Uh, This is always, I think, a favorite gospel. Not only just to hear, but even to see in, in paintings and things like that. The two go up to the temple to pray. To the temple, that's important. Obviously, they can pray anywhere. Any one of us can. But the temple was a place of particular presence of God. The temple was the place where sacrifice was offered. The temple was the place um, where the Holy of Holies was, into which only the high, high priest could enter, and then only once a year on the Day of Atonement and pronounce the holy name. This was the place where you went to experience God in a unique way and to speak to him, as our temples are as well. It was a beautiful building that spoke of God, as buildings are meant to do. And they go up to pray. And when, we go into, when they go into the temple, as we do, they should be able to see themselves in a different way. When we stand before one another, well, we see ourselves as we are, but not really all that well. When we stand in front of God, we really see ourselves for what we are, hopefully, if we're honest. And the temple should have been such a place also. And so we have the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee uh, took up his position, spoke this prayer to himself. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity. He is content with the state he's in. I am not greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. He's going to compare himself. I've mentioned this many times. I will continue to mention it. Competition in the spiritual life is healthy. Comparison is lethal. I will always find someone who is less holy than I am, no matter how unholy I might be. So he compares himself to the tax collector. Not only a sinner, but a a social outcast. And then he tells God what he does. I fast twice a week, which he didn't have to do. Once, I pay tithes on my whole income, which he didn't have to do. So he goes beyond what other people would do. He's telling God just how wonderful he is. There's always a temptation, isn't it, to see ourselves that way. But it doesn't make much sense to tell God that, does it? After all, everything I have is from God anyway. And when standing in the presence of God, I'm not so wonderful. I should see myself for what I am. It's like a painting. If a painting is in a rather dark room, you don't notice all the flaws. Take the painting out into the sunlight, and all of a sudden the flaws become glaringly obvious. Well, it's the same thing here. Uh, He tells God just how wonderful he is. I've mentioned this before. If you want to feel pretty silly, come and stand before the crucifix in front of the tabernacle and tell God how wonderful you are. Um, Why is he there? He's there because we aren't and haven't been. In any event, having proclaimed his beauty to God, the tax collector then is very different. He stood off at a distance, at a distance, and would not even raise his eyes to heaven and beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. What a beautiful prayer. He saw himself for what he was in the presence of God. St. Francis of Assisi said, We are what we are in the sight of God and nothing else. However much the world might think of us, God knows us. 
O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I think sometimes we should begin all of our prayer that way. The church, of course, takes these symbols into her liturgy. We've already beat our breast once today. We may do it more before we're finished um, as a sign of our sinfulness. The church is like that. She begins the Mass in just that way. O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's what the penitential rite is all about. We can't come here otherwise. And our Lord then says, I tell you, the latter went home justified, but not the former. The Pharisee who left the temple was the same Pharisee who came into it, but not the tax collector. He was a different man. He admitted his guilt, he admitted what he was, and now he leaves a very different person. We should too, when we come here. The person who comes here shouldn't be the same person who leaves, we should be different. We should be transformed. We should be a radically different human being. Each time we come, we should. Uh, For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I believe that's one of the most wonderful things about being in the presence of the Eucharist. That's the real moment of truth. As I said, we can't hide anymore. Oh, we can. But it doesn't make any sense. Because God sees straight through us, as no one else can. So we then come today, and hopefully we, we will leave different people. Same thing with the Sacrament of Reconciliation for Confession. When we come there, we are supposed to be, go beyond ourselves. We become new people. The, per, the person who leaves that sacrament shouldn't be the one who came in. We now take responsibility for our lives and we ask God for this courage and strength to make those changes however reluctant we may be to do it so we come once again today the presence of the blessed sacrament the presence of the the Lord and we've already said it once we've confessed our sins we will do it again. The priest will do it many times that you can't hear, as I've mentioned many times in the silent prayers. They're always reminding the priest of his sinfulness. And we will do it, of course, right before communion. It's a wonderful thing. When we do that, we then are liberated. The tax collector was a liberated man. The Pharisee was not. He was a slave to his own arrogance, a slave to his pride. The tax collector, having liberated, been liberated through contrition, could now become the real free man, the one who could go before God with real joy because he realized what God could do, something the Pharisee never realized. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you, the people redeemed by the blood of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, her members will always uh, experience repentance and conversion, moving every day more perfectly toward God. We pray to the Lord. Lord for all nations of the world, especially our own and for our politicians, they will listen to the prophets sent to them, calling them to conversion. We pray to the Lord. Lord for all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering, they may know that they are being drawn to God for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected grace. 
we pray to the Lord. Lord for a greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. Lord for an increase in vocations to priesthood in the consecrated life, those young men and women who have experienced conversion themselves may then call others to repentance. For a greater reverence for the heroic nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the Eucharistic Lord, they may then themselves be able to call others to repentance, call others to perfection, we pray to the Lord. Lord for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, the eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that our lives will be so transformed by the Eucharist we received that we will continue to move towards God daily. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the refuge of sinners as we sing. Mm-hmm.